Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest, and it is Friday morning, so we've got Jen Snow on the morning show. Hello, Jen Snow. everyone. Hello. How are you? They are. They're good. They've been in here for a little bit, so I'm live on TikTok right now. Hi, guys. And then the chat, some of these guys, they were in here way before I was. Dang, I just like just rolled out of bed. You guys are early birds. <laughs> some beaver. Dude. What's up, Jen? How's Canada? Yeah. Canada. Canada. Well, we're in a heat wave, so that's good. Um, it's good. It's, I, well, it's Canada, really. I don't know if it's good is the appropriate, appropriate answer for that. But, you know, we're, we're moving forward, right? Are the Slowly. time zones all the same throughout all of Canada? Am I dumb for no. asking that? No, they're not. No. They're not? No. Oh. I thought they were. So, like, your, no. your mountain time? What is, so, what are you I'm, right now? I'm, I'm Pacific Standard Time. So, it is 6 a.m. for me. Almost 6 a.m. for me. Okay, that makes sense. So, it is almost, well, it's 8 o'clock here. So, that, yeah. okay, so you're, you're two hours behind. I am. Yeah. I try to keep all of this straight because I have guests and they come on from all over. The States is very much the same. It's, they're different time zones depending on where you are. So I try to like, I need those clocks that have all the times. Like right. The back, like the, the Air Force has or something. We're cool like that. Oh my God. If I had those, I'd be constantly like worried about time. So that's, I don't even have a single clock in my house. I have my watch and I have my iPhone and that's it. I have to have, like I, well, because I do the show. It's like, I have to have clocks because I have to be on time. But uh, yeah, I guess other than that, I don't really pay a ton of attention. I always find they make me more stressed. It's kind of like, oh, what am I supposed to be doing right now? But like I have little alarm set where for every appointment, everything like so that way I have my 10 minutes or if I need more time, I set it like a 30 minute alarm or whatever it is. And yeah, I find having time takes the days away. Well, that's well, that's interesting. We were having a conversation a few days. I don't remember who it was with, but they were talking about how way back in the day, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, like a day used to be like years. Right. So like they didn't do time like they didn't have time necessarily because a day was like hundreds of years. Did I lose you? No, you're still here. You're just frozen. I'm frozen. There she goes. She's back now. They have the same time zones we do. My phone has that option. Yeah, well, I know that, but I I get so sick of, and this is what we're gonna talk about today, because I get sick of looking at my phone sometimes, and I'm kind of there now. Like I can feel when I get when I need to go and start putting it down because my head will start to spin with all kinds of stuff, just stuff, just anything from news to like anything from I start making things up in my head, so I need to put it away. And so like looking at my phone, but I get what you're saying, little wolf. Thanks for your help. I love your face. Amy Lewis and Little Wolf, good morning. One of them girls and Marcia. Sonny Brown made it bright and early. Good morning. Uh, Econ, good morning. You guys, good morning and a very happy Friday to all of you. I hope you're having the best day and I hope you're ready for the best weekend. Um, today, I want to talk about a few ways to get out of your head. Jen. So Jen, yes. for those who don't know, Jen Snow <laughs> is a clinical hypnotherapist and she hypnotherapizes people to heal their inner wounds. So Jen, Jen's been putting up with my shit for a long time. Jen's my hypnotherapist, okay? And Jen taught me how to hypnotherapize myself. So I don't really need need Jen anymore. So now I, I get to keep her, though, because she's a morning show. But Jen hypnotizes people to heal their, their inner trauma and all that crap. So if you're going through yeah, crap. I said it. I said crap. Because <laughs> you did. Let me tell you a story, okay? Let me tell you how much it sucks to, to, to go through all of this. Like, to, to be...
to have to like face your own garbage and then to have to like heal it and then to have to like face it again and then to have to practice you know but it's just like a and it's a long process like we've been at this for a while now i started with with somebody else and then i came with you and then i mean i went this been like a year and a half and yeah. i feel like i'm i'm in a good place like we're here okay yeah, i feel like we are we, here. I, gradu I graduated the school of the great awakening at this point without reading almost anything about Dolores Cannon. I, I feel like, I feel like I've, I've moved into a good place. I will someday, maybe. maybe. Um, maybe. But we're here. But one of the things that I continue to struggle with, and I think this is more probably in mental health, probably more having to do with what I, I, I do on a daily basis. And that is getting into my head. Like I was talking to you a little bit backstage, I was talking to you guys here on TikTok. I've been in my, like I yesterday, but I really struggled with this yesterday. I was in my head yesterday, and I try to get out of my head by busying myself with mm -hmm. yeah. things, right? And then you know what happened? Like everything went wrong. My computer crashed, and like we had all kinds of like drama here at the house. And so I'm 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 like, okay, maybe that wasn't how it was supposed to do. Like, because I just tried to just stay busy with myself. So what are some like what? What do I want to ask? Okay, let's start. Let's just start at the beginning. How do you recognize when you're in your head? Ooh. Can you like is that hard? I don't think it's hard. I okay. think it it's you know when you kind of get into that emotional mental conversation where the conversation doesn't change, where you're fixated on something. Yeah. You're fixated on a topic or a yeah. situation or experience or a conversation whether it be past or present or and that's how you kind of like with um because i can get like this too like i i can get in my head about conversations with people i'll have the conversation like a hundred times in my head because when i actually have the conversation i want to make sure that i have my clarity and my words correct so i can get a little fixated on, on that but i get in my head where it is non-stop where i don't just go okay i've had this conversation six times in my head now I've got everything that I want to say. I've got my bullet points, you know, my facts, how I want to say it, how I want to feel during it, because that's a big one, because how I feel and how I want to say things isn't always, I need to sometimes not say it in a place where I'm emotional because then I don't get my words out clear. So that is one way to tell that you're, you're, um, you're in your head or, you know, for some people they don't sleep because they're constantly up. That's me. No, you're that, not. I, that, I, I, I do it all the time. I, 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 I don't sleep. And like, it, and it's physically like when it, and, and if it's, I don't catch it, if I don't catch it early enough, like when I do try to go to sleep, I feel like it just gets worse and worse. Cause then you're, you're not, then you don't have anything distracting you. Right. Because then you're in the dark in your bed alone or whatever. And all of a sudden it just starts to go. And, and, and you can feel and everything gets really tight and everything gets really big and everything gets really overwhelming. And you're just, you know, and this has happened so much throughout my entire life. And this is something that I just kind of got control over, you know, again, thanks to you and thanks to what you do. Um, because now I can recognize, okay, this is what's happened. Like, and now I can, I usually, I don't fight it. Like I won't lay there in bed and just keep letting it happen. I'll get up and I'll mm -hmm. take a shower. That helps. That probably is my go-to when it starts to happen that badly. Um, but I used to react like this is, 
when I was like this, like this would be the point where I would make decisions or I would lash out or I would, this is where I would react. I would, I would say or do or send messages that I, I normally wouldn't send because I am so spun out and so like internally irritated. Um, now I get up and take a shower. I take a big old dose of CBD oil, right? Yeah. I turn on my binaural beats. Mm-hmm. I have a couple channels that I, or a couple videos that I listen to. And then I just kind of let it like try to just let it go. And, and I don't, but I don't do anything. This has been huge for me. I do not do anything. I don't reach out to anybody. I don't because I I know, I know it's temporary. I know it'll pass. I know I, this is not who I am and this is not what I do. I wait. And that's, that's been really huge. So what are some things that cause people to start maybe the loop going, going, yes, to start the loop. You, know, you, you could be like, I could be going on about my day, doing my damn thing. I may be having the best day. Like I am this morning. I'm tired AF. I just sleep like shit. But have it, I'm having a good day. But there's this constant like nagging in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, you're having a good day now, but just wait. Just wait until the live is done when you don't have anything to focus on. And, and then we're going to start again. Okay. And, and then you're going to sit here and you're going to spin and you're going to distract yourself on your phone until your head hurts. And what is, what causes that? What causes that? Well, it's a, uh, I'm all, you know, typically it's an emotional reaction to something or a trigger that you have that creates an emotional reaction. And that trigger could be, honestly, it could be, it could be a scent. It could be something you saw. It could be something you heard. Like it could, anything that engages your senses, something, you know, um, can create a connection to that conversation that loop it all really just yeah it is a trauma response it all just it it all just depends on what your triggers are like triggers are a big factor in our life because those triggers are associated to one or more experiences that have a familiar emotional feeling to them and um when we get triggered like that we are usually being triggered by something emotional so when we're going into um, that, that conversation, that never, that loop, that constant in your head, it's because you've got a trigger that is unresolved and that now it's been compounded over, you know, since the point of the origin of it or a similar origin of another trigger, because triggers can compound on, on top of each other because they feel similar. So our inner conscious, subconscious mind is kind of, you know, groups them together. And so it goes, oh, every time you might feel slightly in this emotional range and emotions have range from like big to small and everything in between. Well, we're going to that conversation, that feeling is going to start to happen again because, you right. know, it may be associated with, um, you know, feeling unconfident or somebody hurting you or, you know, you um, you making being embarrassed. You know, there's so many reasons why these triggers could be um, created for me. It, you know, back in the day was not speaking my, my mind, I would keep everything in. So when I get into a place where I feel like I'm, I have to speak my mind because nobody's listening or hearing me. And then I really mm-hmm. have to speak my mind. I then get into the conversational loop because when I speak my mind, I have learned, and it's, this is something I've learned that if I don't speak my, if I speak from somewhere emotional, um, pe- my, the people that in my world, some, tended not to listen they would emotionally react to me and then we'd be like you know two chaotic people being emotional and not actually speaking 
So Carla on TikTok, Carla Mason says, she says she's like, oh, that's all right. She says crippling anxiety. Is this mm-hmm. is like, is this an part of like anxiety? Is this part yeah. of that that aspect of anxiety? I've always kind of wondered because I, I struggled with, I still struggle with anxiety and I struggle with like the, just the running, right? Um, and I feel like when you start to get in your head, like you like you just said, when you start to to do that conversational loop, now you had said you like to have these conversations in your head so that you know what to say, you know how you want to feel, and it's almost like a control thing. So you can control the conversation, you can control something that you can't see, and that 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 would trigger me because then, like I start, that's that's when my conversational loop, and then that's when the anxiety attack happens, and my chest gets really tight, and I can't sleep, and I can't eat. Um, and and it lasts for days. I, how long does something like this normally last for people? I've had them last. Yeah, that's all individual because it's going to depend on when more. the resolution. Like you know, for me, it depends on when I get to have that conversation. So, um, okay. I mean, it, it used to last the entire time until that conversation happened. But I've like you know I've learned to go. Okay, I've had the conversation in my head six times. You're gonna, you'll be fine. You'll know what to say when you know. And now I've, I feel that way because I've had that opportunity to reframe all of that. But it can last, it can last months. Sometimes it depends. It really does. I've had that. It, it does. It, I've, have had it last. Months. Anxiety is not, and it's not, it's not something that has a timeline. Anxiety doesn't have a timeline, and um, it it's it's got its own it's its own river and it flows in its own direction and it really depends on you know the individual and their level of anxiety because the level of anxiety and the level of um that getting in your head is going to be different for everybody as well for me you know i you know i it it is a control thing but it's a control thing on my own self because i've had Mm -hmm. conversations where i've been super emotional and i've not been able to express and then i end up beating myself up and that's where mine comes from. And I know the root of it is because I would beat myself up but not being able to express what I wanted to say and being like, oh, come on. Um, you could have shit it, would have, you know, and I. Well, we talked, a bit. we talked about that yesterday, too, because yeah. we talked about that with setting boundaries and yeah. how sometimes like when I set my boundaries and the difference between setting a boundary in a way that you want to save the relationship versus setting the boundary in a way that comes from an emotional reaction. And a lot of times what would happen is I would set my boundaries from an emotional reaction. And then later on in the shower, I'd be like, like, what if I had just said it this way? What if I, and then I replay the conversation over and over and over and over. And it's like in it, in that in itself, like just that portion of it is exhausting. It is oh, yeah. exhausting. It takes all of my energy. It's physically exhausting. It's insane. I I didn't realize just how much of a toll it takes on your body, on on your mind, and just the the overthinking of conversations or the overthinking of an upcoming conversation. Right? Um, it's depleting. yeah. I, I it's 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 absolutely depleting. It's and it's. I mean, it's caused me to make, and, and I don't want to, I don't like to call anything a mistake because I think everything happens for a reason, but it's caused me to make big decisions that I probably normally wouldn't have made had I been in a different state of mind. And yeah. so I've really had to learn to recognize when I am spinning out and when I'm in that state of mind and then to pull all the way back. 
So that's kind of, uh, that's going to be like the segue to what I want to talk about next. And so I have an article. Yes. I haven't, I don't have a video today. I have an article. Um, I do too. And the article is the 10 simple ways to get out of your head. So this is 10 simple ways, things that you can do when you start to recognize that you're in your head and you're not in the logical place that you normally are. And I think this, a lot of this is geared not to my guys or anything, but like towards women, because I think for me, it's a lot of it's hormonal, a lot of it's hormones. And so mm-hmm. I'll be fine. But then when I hit a certain day in my cycle, like it, I feel like the weight of the world comes crashing down and I can't do anything to pull myself out of it except run, you know, eight miles on a treadmill. And that's not, I mean, that's great, but that's, that's not fixing the problem either. That's just putting a bandaid on it. Cause then I'm just too tired to care. You know what I'm saying? That's, yes, that's what, that's what, that's what we're going to do. Gonna after this. We're, we're going to run, we're going to run on the treadmill after this because I'm, and I'm going to try and get all of this out and just be done with it. But so I want to start. Okay. So the okay. first one, and we'll, we'll go through each one, Jen, and then we'll kind of, I, I want kind of your opinion on it. Can I add oh. tips and tools and tricks and stuff? Because yeah. I have. Yeah, you absolutely. They might, that's what I'm saying. If we go through the list and then it might kind of trigger some of the tips and tricks you have, because I think they're pretty generic. Um, but the first one is remove yourself from the environment that is triggering your thoughts. A lot of how we feel about ourselves and how our day is going depends on where it's moving over here. Um, depends on where we are. If you're in a situation or an environment such as a work, such as work or out with friends where negative thoughts keep popping up for no good reason, then it might not be worth sticking around. You can be miserable and stressed out in any environment, but you can also be happy anywhere. Uh, the trick is to pick an environment that will best help you do that. If a negative thoughts is how your brain works, then it's not worth staying there because being around like-minded people just is not going to work for you. It might seem counterintuitive, but sometimes the best thing to do is to step away from a situation and then come back when you're feeling better. Yes. I like that one. It I'm is, a dip. It, yeah, I'm out. Um, it actually, it does, it can really work. Now, it's finding that place that you can go to if you're in that, mm-hmm. if you're feeling that way, that you know, like, you know, I always, you know, I call it <coughs> that special place where you can get to and maybe it's the scent of that place or the beauty of that place or just the fact that you're there or, you know, you're in your car or driving, like getting, finding what works for you is so important and having that place on standby. And we should all have that. For some people, it's in their bedroom. Like it doesn't have to be somewhere else in the world that you have to go, you know, take a long time to get there, but somewhere where you can go where you, you can just be like, okay. Now, can, can I, can I, can I add on that for a sec? Can I ask you yeah. something? Yeah. So I have, I have a place and mm-hmm. I say, I use a lot of my own because it's, I feel like examples are good. So my, mm-hmm. in our, in my, my place, my bedroom, like it's just that it's my bedroom. My yeah. bedroom is a dark, peaceful color. Um, there's candles in there. It smells nice. It's clean. It's, it's where I go. Right. I find myself spending an awful lot of time in there. And then I feel guilty because I'm spending an awful lot of time in there. But I like to spend an awful lot of time in there because it keeps me from feeling that sense of uh, crazy, right? Is there like, is there such a thing as too much time in that space? You know, like where it becomes almost like an isolation Um, problem? It can. I mean, anything extreme, like we were talking like, 
moderation, right? Like moderation is kind of where we have to be because anything in extreme can be both positive or unpositive, depending on what it's creating for you. Like my place is with my horse, like I, the smell of my horse, like being next to him, that's my place. And when I'm really emotional, you, everyone knows where to find me because I'm going to spend some, a lot, a lot more time there. Um, But it also reminds me that I have to deal with what's going on. Like I get there and it takes me, it gives me my breather. It gives me my moment where that conversation pauses. And when that's what we're looking for is the pause in the emotion, pause in the conversation so that we can step back. And instead of being stuck in it, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you're in the tunnel, all you got that, that place is supposed to help you get here in the wide version, the wide lens. So you can step back and go, okay, what is actually happening? What am I actually feeling? What is I, and that's, that's what the place is supposed to help you get. So it pauses that, that anxiety, that conversation, that emotional. Do you know where else I used to go do this, especially in my younger days before I had a bunch more kids in a house and stuff, the bar bathroom. Has anybody else done that? So I was out with, I'd be out with friends and we'd be going to town and having a good time, but I would hit like this wall and I'd be like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I really didn't have to go to the bathroom, but I would sit in the stall. I would shut the door and like everything was usually pretty quiet, cow town bars, but, and I would just take five minutes to just, yeah, I don't know, but I can remember it being so like peaceful, like it being, and it's, it's bar bathroom. I mean, gross, but <laughs> yes, yeah. but, but I can remember, but I, so I get what you're saying. Like in that five minutes, I was able to just kind of recenter. And then go back out and continue on, on doing what I was doing. But so that, that makes sense. Carla says we're calling her. Carla on TikTok says we're calling her out left and right. Carla, you should probably come over to YouTube. The icons in my bio. You should come play. Come play with us over on YouTube. So I can put your comments up. And we can really, and then we're really going to call you out too. Because we're, <laughs> we're going to go on to the second one. Uh-oh. So the next one ties in to kind of what you were just saying. To, ha- to change how you view the situation, right? And that, that like you said, like that, that five minutes to get out of out of the space for five minutes to be able to change the view of it. Um, and it goes on to state the way that we are, whoops, the way that we see a given event or situation is often how it will affect us. If you start to think about how things are going well, then they probably will. It's okay to be in your head sometimes and analyze what may have gone wrong the last time because this can help prevent repeating mistakes. However, if you are stuck in a never ending loop of negativity, it is time to change how you view the situation. It might be hard at first and take some practice, but the practice, but being able to look at the brighter side is well worth the effort. Sometimes we need someone else's perspective or even our own past experience with something similar to see how things could be different or how things could go better. Oh, that one hits kind of hard, Jen Snow. It, it does. That's like the reframe moment. Okay, talk to me about that. So reframing. It's yeah. change it's changing the story and how you feel and see your story. So the story that you're you're living, the story that you're experiencing, and I and I mm-hmm. use the word story because it's the best way to explain this, but the events and how you perceive the event and perceive what's happening to you, um, stepping back into that wide lens allows us to, you know, come back out of the past, out of the future, and back to the present. And that's the reframe where we start to reframe our point of view. And how, you know, we feel, okay, Okay. so for example, um, I have my entire family at my house. So there's 10 people in my small house right now. Mm -hmm. And 
leading up to this, I get very, I get anxious about um, my dogs are older, you know, mm -hmm. and they're just kind of like, they're kind of grumpy. Right. And I worry that, you know, um, what my one dog, she, um, in her older years has, she kind of, she gets into these spaces where she feels a little less comfortable being around a lot of people because she can't move as fast. So she gets a little insecure. And so right. I, you know, worry about that. And so I have to, you know, with my whole entire family coming, I just step back and be like, okay, what can I do to create a space for her instead of being so worried about this and then contributing to her insecurity what can I do for her that could give her outlet so I came up with my you know hey everybody when she's laying down and she's sleeping we're just going to leave her alone and let her rest because she's got arthritis so she gets a little grumpy when she's like so I just actually just ended up having that conversation but I had to step back and look at it as a picture instead of just being so concerned about her um, having a reaction that isn't natural to who she really is but comes from her place of feeling like you're talking might. about you were afraid that she was going to get grumpy and bite somebody i or growl at somebody or like you know do something that is outside of right. her normal character because she actually loves people she thinks everybody you know so i was worried and concerned about that all week and i uh two days ago had to step back and go okay these i can implement these things so i had to reframe the conversation and what i was seeing potentially happening to bring myself out of it and just kind of came up with a couple ideas that I could do for her that I know would work. Okay. So that, gave me that, so that makes sense. That that's it. Cause I think a lot of times too, we get so hyper-focused on what could happen in that one, like the worst case scenario, right? Yeah. Hyper-focused on the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that your dog could have lashed out and bit somebody uh, because she was overwhelmed and acted in a way that she normally doesn't does. And, and when she did that, then making you look like a bad dog mom and then making, you know, your yeah. your uh, make look like a bad you know like her like a bad dog when you yeah. know she's not and that's worst case scenario so you're hyper focused on that worst case scenario um and it, you know it continues to play but then you went outside of it looked at the bigger picture and thought okay well if i have the conversation with people saying hey you know then maybe that'll alleviate and then that did end up alleviating it so, did and <sighs> she's happier than everybody like she just right. thinks it's great to have people here that makes sense all right no i'm here for that i i like that one um, the next one is set a timer for how long you're allowed to be in your head. My nose is okay. good morning. Uh, we all have our own version of how much time we should spend worrying about something. Some people are able to go into their heads and solve problems that seem completely unsolvable, while others can't handle going inside at all. That's me. Okay, I struggle with that. Okay, here we go. There's one strategy is setting an alarm or giving yourself permission to worry about a certain to worry for a certain amount of time, maybe 20 or so minutes before you have to stop and do something else. This will help you manage how much energy is being used up on a negative thought and that may be productive for us or may not be productive at all. If the timer goes off, then just set it again or try this technique with another one. This can also be a reminder to get out of your head for a little while. Huh. Thoughts? Have you ever done that? Um, never done that. I've never done that, but I know that is something that is often suggested is usually it's actually only five minutes. You get five minutes and that's. I'll say 20 minutes seems like I, I'll. It's a lot. Like, you you can really. Yeah, I could really go into some shit for 20 minutes. So the rule is yep. five yep. minutes. Yep. You get five minutes to hyper-focus on a situation, a conversation, an event. And then that's why the timer. So at that timer, 
then you redirect yourself to something that is in the polar opposite. And it really kind of almost has to be the polar opposite because to go from here to there um, is the is the point of that. But the timer, what it does, the actual timer timer kind of shocks your subconscious and actually uh-huh. gets you out of that hypnotic space that you're in while you're in that conversation with yourself, while you're creating and focusing your energy. So it kind of like shocks you out of it. It brings you back into that moment. One thing I don't use a timer, but I do use because I um, in hypnotherapy, one of the things, one of the major components to hypnotherapy is counting people down and counting people up. When you're finished, the count out brings you out of the subconscious space and back to the conscious space. And so I actually count myself out. So when I'm in a space and I'm really stuck, I use my one to five, fully emerged, fully awake. For you know, I have my little spiel, and that actually it like a timer shocks me out of my loop and gives me a minute to step back again and go, okay, do I need to step into a wider lens? What do I, I start to have that different conversation, the polar opposite. How can I resolve this now um, instead of just going through it? So yeah, then I get the timer. I've never done the actual timer. I may have to try that on my phone one day, but I really Mm -hmm. like count out because I've done so much hypnotherapy myself going through school and just, you know, resolving, like, you know, going on the journeys that, that the count out really does for me because it's anchored and compounded so much into my every day. I do come right. out of it. So I, I kind of have my own alarm. I, I, I think yeah. that this could be something that could work pretty well for me. I'm a very, like, I don't pay a lot of attention to time, but like with a timer, I, I'm here for that. Like I, cause then I feel like that gives me the permission to let it go. And, and a lot of times I think what happens is I do, I get stuck in that loop and maybe a lot of other people do as well. They get stuck in that loop of, they have to keep thinking about it because if they don't keep thinking about it, then, you know, for one reason or they you know they're a bad parent or depending on what the situation is, right? You have, to, you have to keep punishing yourself over, you know, and I think the timer thing for me could be really good. Tasania says it's a joke, uh, like I worry on purpose, I can't turn it off. I used to think that too. Like, how are you going to turn off your worry? You can't just not worry, but you literally can. I literally, like, I woke up this morning and I'm just in a mood. I was in a mood since last night. I didn't sleep good. Um, You know, I'm having all kinds of, like, I was just in my head about a whole lot of stuff, which then created, like, manifested a whole lot of issues. So, and I couldn't, but I literally woke up this morning. I had the same kind of mentality this morning. And then I just made the decision that, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do this. If they don't, you know, and part of it is if, if they don't like this, then that's too bad. I mean, this is what I, I'm going to do. And it's not like this big detrimental thing, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like dinner. Like, and that was one of the things, like it was, that's it is. Just, I'm not it's laughing. so I know. stupid. It's because so it's, dumb, it but builds. it's like, but it's so big and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's that's like dinner. It's like, like, you know what? Like just because his kids didn't like dinner for the last three days or just, you know, doesn't make me a bad, like, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. Like starve. I, I, you know, and that, but then I got kind of go swinging to that other side, right? Like where I'm like, then starve. I, I'm trying to find that balance, but that, that mentality of, of then just be hungry. Like, that's not my fault that you're hungry. You just ate. You're not hungry. You're bored. Like, that pulls yeah. me out of it. And that's like, because a lot of it, I think, is guilt. And a lot of it is is there self-sabotage. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm not constantly worrying about something, and if I'm not constantly worried about 
my kids' development, if I'm not constantly worried about, are we going to get banned on YouTube again? Are we not constantly, then something bad is going to happen. So I need to keep these thoughts going and going and going in order for everything to stay okay. But at the end of the day, um, none of that is my responsibility. None of it is. My kids, they need food, okay? There may not be that food that they want, but there's food there. Go eat the food. There's all kinds of food. You know how to use the microwave. Like, you don't need this specific snack. There's goulash in there. If you're hungry, go eat the goulash. And then they're like, well, I don't like goulash. Well, that's not my problem. That's what I made. And it yeah. kind of, it, and that pulls me out of this continuous loop of, oh, I'm a bad mom or I'm a bad, you know, because that's what happened. That's interesting. Purple Princess, I saw you. Um, hold on one second. She says, I love how the conversations oh. always seem to line up with what's going on in the world. That's because it's all connected. And we're going to talk about more of that yes. over the next coming weeks. But all of this is connected to everything that's going on even like politically, we talk about the phone because I'm political. I know you're all healing and peace, I, love, I and still light. look at I still look at the political. I know. To... Come on, I'm in Canada. I don't have a choice now. Our content is wildly different, but the the reason we're together and the reason I work with her and, and others like her is is wildly the same. And that is because it is all connected. If you cannot go in and heal the trauma that you have experienced in your life, you are going to view everything that's happening in the world strictly from your trauma and not for what it is. And that's going to be the difference of being awoke and awake. Being awake is recognizing that, yeah, all this stuff looks really terrible and it's scary and it's big, but knowing here that it ain't going to bother you because it's being able to remove yourself from that. But you cannot do that until you heal any traumas that you've got going on, until you start working in an in-depth way in your mental health until you start self-reflecting and you have to do all of that. You don't have to do it through hypnotherapy. You can do it various different ways. There's many more I chose, I chose hypnotherapy because it, I feel like my mind often controls a lot of things. And, and for me, hypnotherapy works better. Um, but it's all connected, all of it, all of it is connected. And yeah. we're just, I, I'm rolling with that. Like you can't convince me otherwise. If I had not gone in and started to do the work, I would be a mess by now. I would I would not know anything of what was going. I would take the headlines for what they were and be living in this constant state of panic and fear. But because we went through the process of why I was in such a fight or flight all the time, I'm able to recognize it for what it is. It's all connected. Dang. Okay. Well, it's you know it's that theory where your energy where, where your energy flows is what you create, right? It's where it goes. Right. So when we're in there. And that's the thing about being in a mind loop. When we're manifesting, we're focused so focused on that conversation, we're actually right. feeding the frequency of that emotion. And that emotion is the one of the major keys to manifesting or the law of attraction, whatever we're calling it today, because there's probably a billion different names for mm -hmm. us co-creating our reality. And that's just the thing. This is why this is such an important conversation, because when we're there, we're now attracting anything and everything that resonates in that frequency or that similar frequency. And most of the times those conversations aren't the ones that we want to attract. So right. it's being able to get out of that so we can start co-creating from a different energy source within us. And it's Correct. all for you. For me, it's about being able to, and like I said, our content is, is different. Like this is my content, like talking about government, talking about news, talking about bullshit, talking about corruption, the dark stuff, the deep stuff. That's my, that's what I do. That's my job. That's my content. But a lot of people will ask me and they'll ask me an awful lot. You know, how do you stay so like, just calm about it? 
I, and then like I have my moments where I, I get yeah. fired up, I get passionate, I get fiery. But for the most part, I mean, I'm pretty calm about it. Like this is happening, this is happening, this is what's gonna probably happen, and then this is what we're gonna have to do. And people are like, "How are you not like freaking the fuck out?" Because I don't, I don't live in this constant state of fight or flight anymore. I don't feel the need to freak out. Like I recognize that I got this, and the only reason that I'm able to stay in this state and to stay in this space 90% of the time is because we've done the work, is because I've been able to remove my own uh, victimhood that I used to lead with. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I never really led with it, but I, I not publicly, but I think on, on more of like, maybe a not publicly, I maybe did. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, you know, I'm this falls to the wall because I have all this trauma. But now I can't say that because I've healed the trauma. So anything, it puts this kind of back on me, any shitty decision that I make from here on out, that's on me. And mm -hmm. I don't have that trauma anymore. Um, Rambo, we love your face. Thank you so much. Thank you. Up to QP. you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and that's why I push for this and I push for this and I push for this. And I'll probably make a TikTok for it afterwards too. Um, get with somebody. Get with, even if you don't think you've got mental health problems, even if you don't think you're, even if you don't think it allows you to see things from such a different perspective. And to be able to remove yourself from the bullshit and just to leave it where it is and to explain it how it is and not be internally affected by it. And it's so fucking important. So important to be able to do that. Um, freaking out. Well, yeah, freaking out will not solve any problems. Okay. No. Are we no, ready? Well, Are we, no, it won't. No. It won't. It, it'll make it'll you do make the opposite. Decisions. It'll do the opposite because then you'll be more... The, the the little like world gets this big and then this big and this expo and then just gets smaller and smaller. No, being able to expose things from a non-emotional space is 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 powerful. It's amazing. It's, it's hard as fuck though. Like it I'm is. not even gonna lie. I have I have viewed my whole life from it. Like I am an emotional person. This is where the good and the bad. Like you 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 get both. You don't have a choice. You get you get the passion. You get the fire. You get the the drive and the leadership. And all of that comes from a lot of emotion. But with that emotion comes a lot of other stuff. My my boundaries are super hard and super harsh and can come off super dickish, right? I have expectations which I'm working on, like because I understand that everybody's at my level. But you get both. So if you're going to and I've said this, I said this the other day. Like the people in our circle, people in my circle, Jen. They, they're very special people because I'm a lot. And I used to take that as a dig. Like it used to be kind of like a, when, when people would tell me that I'm a lot, um, I'd be like, fuck you and go find less. Like I'm the shit, right? I used to take it as a dig. I used to take it personal. I don't anymore. I own it. I, I am a lot. But you know what? Like I can do things that other people cannot do. I can see things that other people cannot see. I can make relationships work and, and I'm a powerhouse that a lot of people are not. Um, and so I've got this, this circle of people and they kind of know this, like they're, they know how to handle me. We know. Sort of. They know, we know, they know. Um, okay. We're going to move on to the next one. Here we go. Oh my God. Why is this not working? Why are see, the okay. so big? If you guys the see me case, doing this, they're like this big people. That's because they're Bill Gates mosquitoes. They Have are. You they're this? coming for me. They're coming Have you read this? Me. Uh, no, well, I haven't Maybe. read it recently, but I do know, yes, I knew, yes. You need yes. to squash them. I, I, well, I am, but I'm okay. like doing this on the camera, uh, do a little dance. 
they are uh they're probably little drones in fact they're probably drones, listening. drones and listening and then trying to give me something i don't want probably we've got little like probably. bee drones flying around here i don't even know what that now this is so off topic but i don't even know what the hell these things are i gotta look them up they're like half wasp and half like hummingbird have you seen these i and they're flipping huge they're like yes. But they buzz like a wasp or like a hornet. Thank you. And they sting like a hornet. Like they got big stingers on their butts. They're like, and they're they're massive. My pinky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're they're these massive. And I'm like, you're a drone. And I'm all looking, I'm like, because I'm paranoid now. I'm like, come at me, Bill Gates. What you got? What you want to talk about? Yeah. Go away, Bill Gates. Go away. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Here okay. we go. The next go. one is don't don't dwell on the small stuff. It's easy to get into a frenzy about how the smallest detail of your day went wrong. However, this is not how you will be able to live in peace and happiness. You have to learn to cut yourself from some slack and remember that it was just one small thing out of many good things. That's well, there's, hard. A, there's a book out there, which I did read when I was very young, um, which that book did help me kind of align with that. Now I've had to mm -hmm. practice that and I've uh sucked at practicing that and then i've been really good at practicing that but mm -hmm. it does if you can even just begin to you know pick away at not sweating the small things they don't yep. become big things and when they don't become big things they don't become that massive narrow loop that we can get ourselves into and they become they don't become the triggers that compound on to other triggers and then you know i think a lot that. of a lot of that too is comes into your reaction to things because once you start yes. controlling your initial that that flashbang reaction count to five count to five that's when that's when you start to see the change about letting the small things um disrupt your entire day right if you can if you can control that flashbang reaction that initial reaction that you want to have you'll start to see how um some of these things that may have ruined your day in the past your whole day they don't affect you for the rest of the day like it's that flashbang and this is this is what i'm currently working on right is is when i feel triggered by something or when i read something in the news or when it's to wait just what you said wait that that five minutes or the five ten, to ten I have, it's yeah. it's weird because i have the rule with my kids but i never thought to have it with myself like i don't react i had to yeah. learn this my old my poor oldest kid um, because he went through this, he we went through this together, right? And it wasn't until he was probably 10 that I learned I needed to stop before I reacted because I would react out of pure emotion, just pure adrenaline. And so like with my younger kids now and with him too, I mean, you know, he's a he's an adult now, but with my younger kids, when they do something before I say, like my, my face might say it, right? Like my face might be like, but I'm gonna wait and I'm not gonna yeah. say anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait 60 seconds before I pop off at the mouth and then yeah. I'm going to, and then I'm going to respond. And if after that, that minute or that five minutes, I still feel the need to have a, a conversation depending on what the situation was, I still, have the, but it doesn't come off in this angry, like mm -hmm. scary, you know, cause kids, you know, they're little they're like scary, angry. It can come off as more of like an eye level. Listen, this is what's going to happen. Well, I was live. I was live on TikTok the other day and yeah. it happened. Right. My kids were playing this fight game and I'm live on TikTok and we're looking up dragons and they were fighting and they were being loud. And I was like, you know what? I said, you guys, somebody's going to get hurt. If you don't stop, somebody's going to get hurt. And they're like, so no one's going to hear. I said, well, if somebody gets hurt, I said, you continue to play the game. But if somebody gets hurt, I don't want to hear it. And lo and behold, the actions of my consequences came and yeah. somebody got punched in the nose. And I'm like, 
now you're not bleeding. It's not broken. There's no bruising. I we did the whole. I'm like, he's like, it really hurts. I'm like, I'm sure it does. But it does. what did I tell you? And this is kind of where we are. Like you all made the decision. I told you what was going to happen. You decided to continue. to. Now, if there was another time in my life where if I, I would have reacted, where I would have gotten really angry, like I fucking told you this, I told you, I told you if you didn't stop doing that, this was going to happen, gotten really frustrated and just, and then it would have ruined their day, my day and so on. But it didn't, it just, I was like, you're going to be all right. You know, we'll go put some ice on it. I mean, go or go play or go do whatever you're going to do. And then we went on with the rest of our day. And really, we never really thought about the incident at end. But that one moment, if you wait, if you just, just wait, just hold that yeah. emotion back for, for 60 seconds, you will save yourself so much heartache and so much despair and so much, you know, self-sabotaging bullshit. And I, I had to learn this too. I, I'm, I'm a straight emotional reactor. I'm here for it. Cassie Brentshaw, I love your face. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being yeah. here. Thanks for keep the lights on. There's, um, <sighs> it was horseback riding where I had to really practice that because when I would get bucked off or I'd be like face plant into a jump that doesn't fall apart, right. I would sit there and I would count myself down, like count before I would let myself react to the fact mm -hmm. that, oh, I'm probably bent over a jump and sideways or, you know, I'm now mm -hmm. chewing on bar like dirt and grass and, you know, it would give me time to actually assess right. what was really hurt versus what I thought was hurt. And a mm -hmm. lot of times I could get up and continue on because I wouldn't get caught in what my, you know, my first initial reaction was. I'm dying. I've broken something. You know, this, right. you know, I would be able to refocus. And it was something that I used a lot with sports. And it was sports that taught me that, especially horseback riding, because we, you know, I hit the desk more times than I'd ever like to admit because every horse rider does. And I had to figure out how. And then it was my mom who actually taught me that because she was told by my coach she couldn't come near me. Mm -hmm. She had to count to 10, 10 seconds. She had to give me 10 seconds before she could react to me being, you know, flat out on the ground or sideways or bent over, you know, whatever happened. Um, head right. first into a jump. Well, I actually started doing the same thing. And it really did, it does help you process what's actually going on versus what you believe is going on. And that's where that right. twit really can help you powerfully um, shift where you go and how you proceed forward. Well, all right. And, and I agree. Like I'm, I'm here for that whole thing. Um, and we're going to get to number, we've only gotten to five. We're so bad. At this. <laughs> we are. I love this though. Cause we got the depth side of things. Gosh, so five, five is important too. So five is connect with others. We all need someone to talk things through. And sometimes just having a different perspective on how you see things can help find people that are also in your situation or close to it, because the key to understanding how they may have been able to get out of their head, watching how other people navigate these situations, especially when we're in a similar one can be an eye opening experience. If you need someone to talk to that understands how hard it is and how easy it gets to get lost in your head, then take some time this week to make connections with people who are going through the same thing. All right. So I struggle mightily with this one because I struggle mightily with trust. I think a lot in, and being 
like, and I don't want to say let down because I kind of let that go too. Like if I'm going to come undone in front of somebody, I, I think at this point in the game, I like we we talked about the circle, right? I have these couple people that I, I can just go in and completely just come undone. And I have no expectations of them on what they're going to do or how they're going to take it. Or, you know, it's just, it's just, and, and I think there's that, that dual understanding, right? Um, but that circle is real small. And, and I feel like if you, if you're not careful with that, um, it can actually do more harm than good. And that's because that's been, and that's been my experience. I'm not saying that's everybody's experience, but in my experience, when you start opening up to the, to the, the ether, to everybody, to anybody that'll listen, right? It causes, it can cause a lot of issues. You need to find people that maybe are going through the same thing you are maybe, but also maybe that understand you and and what you need and and what you need in that moment if anything um which like for me most of the time it's just nothing i just need to put it down and then um send me funny memes or like feed me tacos and tell me i'm pretty i mean there i'm really not a high maintenance venter when it comes i'm i'm the fixer like when jen comes i used you as an example the other day mm-hmm. um like when when your when your donkey uh was really sick and getting ready to pass like you'll send me DMs and I'll, I'll read them and we'll laugh. I sent you TikTok history. I know. I loved um, it. But there, like... but there, I got to do it. It was really funny. But there are times, like I, I know how to kind of navigate that. Like I know what's an emergency and what's not. And like when your donkey passed and you called and it was just the, the tears and like, and I know how to get that sense. Of, and I know that needs a sense of urgency. I got it in this. I know how to handle that. And I think it's really important for people to surround themselves with people who know how to handle them, who know how to, to give them what they need in that moment um, versus trying to go in and find, find those people and, and be validated by, but, you know, I just, I have those people and, but it took a really long time to find those people. And unfortunately it, it took a lot of, from those people proving themselves repeatedly um, in order to, for me to be okay to just come to them and just dump it. Um, and that's just been my experience with it. I don't know about you. Uh, I don't know. I spend a considerable time alone, so I, I don't know. I think it's a it's a balance of both. I think you do. You have to have people you trust because you're in a vulnerable state, and when you're vulnerable, um, there are times when people take advantage of that, and so you have to find out the find those people who are the people who can exactly give you what you want what you need mm-hmm. not like not sometimes it's not always what you want but sometimes it's what you need like i stay i stay away from need because need to me feels like it comes from a space and i stay away from it from everything i don't i don't need you to come and, and feed me tacos and tell me you're oh, pretty this is kind of no, what i want though but like when i when i want to vent or i need to process it usually it's like i just need to be able to say everything i need to say mm-hmm. and then here we go so they know that like that's what i that's how I process. I need to get it all out and then I need to step back. And go, yeah, and then I'm going to leave for I, a couple of days. <laughs> am, am I seeing this correctly or am I bringing my worldview in? And that's often the question I'll ask my inner, my circle is, you know, okay, this is my point of view. This is the situation. Am I in alignment? Like I will ask that because then if I, they're like, yeah, it's not actually how I see it. Great. Now I can step back and I can start to go, okay, where am I going? What am I bringing to the table that's not actually seeing what's happening? So, okay. um, but yeah, you do have to, you have to find your safe, your, your people that you feel safe with to be able to do those things. And it can be hard to find 
that group of people. And it could be easy for some people and some people, everybody's going to do it differently. I think, you know, I, I really did struggle with this a whole bunch and it didn't take, it took us going through like the abandonment and, and all of that jazz, mm -hmm. like the trauma. And again, this goes back to how it all being connected, right? It goes back to the trauma and the abandonment. I'm, I'm a firm believer that the majority of Generation X has abandonment issues. I just, I believe it. Like our parents, and it's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just the way that our generation was raised has caused mm -hmm. a lot of issues um, with abandonment. And so I had to really work on the abandonment portion of it. And then to be able to use like concernment on who, where I was safe to go with a lot of it. Because normally I won't reach out I've gotten to a place where I won't reach out unless I'm, I can't, I, I can't carry it anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I've really gotten good at, at being able to fix a lot of this on my own. And then again, you kind of taught me how to do that, how to go in before I go out. Um, yeah. So I go in an awful lot if I'm feeling a certain way. And if it still doesn't seem to be getting there or if it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, that's when I, I can go somewhere and, and lay it down. <clears throat> but I, I, I would just, I caution people to just be really careful about who they go in and lay this, that, you know, lay the stuff down with. And then that's anybody, um, make sure it's somebody that you trust, make sure it's somebody that they don't even need to necessarily respond. Just make sure it's, it's somebody that you trust not to use it against you later. And unfortunately in the world of social media and in the world of online interactions, it is really hard to uh, really get to know somebody um, and I think it takes a lot longer than maybe it used to um, and, and find people that aren't going to use your, your moments of, uh, what do you call that? Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yes. Against you at a later time. And this was a very, really hard lesson I had to learn. Um, but I think I'm in a better place with it now. Like I said, I've got, I've got my core people and, and I can just put things down and, we're good to go. Okay. Where are we at? What time? We're at 8.53. We got, we got another minute. Uh, exercise. Exercise is the next one. This is a double-edged sword for me too. I'll run it all out, but I'll be so exhausted. It's Just watch yourself. This is a no-brainer for how good, this is a no-brainer for how to get out of your head. Exercise releases endorphins and makes us happier and physically stronger. There's research showing how exercise can lessen depression and anxiety too. So it is not something that you should skip out on because it will help no matter how busy life gets. Exercise doesn't need to be something that you take up as a new hobby or go to the gym for. It can just mean how much time and energy you spend taking care of your body in general. I got a burp. It's like stuck. Whether it's, going, whether it's going for walks or doing yoga at home, playing sports with friends, anything beneficial um, when we are trying to get out of our heads. I run a yeah. lot, especially yeah. when things get real bad. There was a time I was running a ton and, and far and long and eight miles, and nine miles. And I, I'm, but I was, I wasn't running. I don't feel like I was running for the right reasons though. I wasn't running to get out of my head. I was running to get the endorphins and then I was running to be tired so that I just didn't, couldn't think about anything. So I think that goes without, what do you think? That goes. I, I do. I think that exercise is a great way again to create a pause, but it, we still have to at some point address. Right. Yeah. What, what I don't think it could be a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, um, but you know, actually for me, it's walking. I love to get out and I okay. love to like walk or ride my, if I ride my horse, 
the world is God. It doesn't matter. The world could literally, the sky could be falling, but when I'm on my horse, I don't care. I just yeah. don't see it. I'm in my happy place, but it gives me that pause so that when I'm finished, then I have the endorphins and I have the, the, what I need to go in and go, okay, now I got to look at this again. It changes my right. point of view because I'm not attached to it. I'm now just, you know, step back from it. And I've had my moment where I can just go get that relief and then I can go back into it. So exercise in any form is a great way to, you know, to redirect for that time being, but that situation or that that trigger will come again. So at some point when you're feeling up to it, I, you know, it is. You got to deal with it. You're probably going to deal with it. You got to go into it. it. Yeah. I find that exercise, it, it does, it will take me out of my head. Yeah. Um, and it does allow me to see things um, for what they are rather than for what I think they are or for what I think they should be or for what I think they were. Mm -hmm. I, it, it absolutely does that. So I think. It is a good thing. It, it is a good thing. I think it's a good thing as long as obviously extremes on on either side are not good yeah. because usually when when things like this happen too, this is when like the exercise and then the not eating. Like I, I struggle with eating when I get super in a space. Like I don't eat and I don't. And so then I run and I'm just like and and that's not physically healthy either. And so it's about maintaining a balance, but. If it gets really bad, yeah, I, I'll get on the treadmill or I'll, you know, I'll go outside. Like I like to run outside too, so it's hotter than the devil's anus here right now. Yeah, um, and the, the mosquitoes, are like running in the flies and mosquitoes, just not fun. No, so I run you, my yeah. mouth was open and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. No. Like it's yeah. So I'll run, but I'm I'm kind of here for the exercise. I'm I, I'm kind of passionate about that anyway. I'm about passionate about it. I like it. It's good for you. It's good for me. It is. It's a crazy away. It helps me see things for what they are. Um, exercising in showers. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we got to, where did we get to? We got seven, eight. Seven. We got to, no, six. Um, the last two are to journal and to get creative and then to uh, spend time with friends. I've done that. Like when we do lives, like if I'm super yeah. anxious and we're live, like I spend time doing lives, like maybe. I like the creativeness too, but I think a lot of that can also be distractions. Again, you just got to be careful not to swing too far out to where you're not dealing with what you're supposed to be dealing with and you're just distracting away from it. Yeah. Well, and yeah. like um, on the journal side of things, uh, I sometimes writing it out does get it, like it does allow you to put it down. But the other side of it, sometimes it's like listening to a good podcast or something and music and stuff like that. That can also really get you out of that loop and give you that pause time to step back into it when you're ready instead of being in it the entire time. So those are some other things that we can add to that list. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of this. Jen, this was a great show. Do you want to give? Do you want to tell everybody something before we dip out for the day? All right. So when you're in that space, no, remember, like take a moment to, you know, create something that you can look at, that you can see that reminds you that you have tools, that you have this tool bag that you can jump into to help you create that pause, that you're not stuck there. And, and for me, I, again, it's my post-it notes. I have post-it notes that mm -hmm. are, you know, the, the podcast name of the podcast that I love on Spotify that just amps me up and gets me totally out of my head and gets me going. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, have these little things around my house so that if I am in my head, I can, I'll catch it and go, all oh, right, 
okay, let's go do something. So mm -hmm. find a way to give yourself a, a cue that you can see and have that reminds you that you are not this moment, that you're not stuck here, that you have tools in your tool bag that allow you to get out of that so you can process it in a different way going forward. And you have the power to do that. I'm here for it. I'm here for this whole show. Jen, thank you so much. You guys, you. you can find Jen Snow on Instagram and TikTok. It's just Jen Snow. You'll be able to hook her up. Otherwise, you can go to blendedconnections.com. And if you want to schedule some time with Jen so you can learn how to kind of do this all on your own, you can work one-on-one -on -one with her. She does group classes. Also, subscribe to her YouTube channel, which is listed down in the channels that we love. Uh, you do Monday meditations every, every Monday, right? You do Monday group meditations on YouTube. And those I are 100% free. Free to you guys to go and meditate with Jen every Monday night if you want to. That's it. You guys, that's it. That's all we got. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out today. We love your faces. Thank you for being here. Today is Friday, meaning tomorrow is Saturday. So tonight we are off. I'm going to eat chicken wings and probably have a beer. So tomorrow is Saturday. Tomorrow we're going to be live with Van and Shannon once again. And we're going to talk about skinwalkers. And we might actually get into the conspiracy theories of the uh, national parks, which is where a lot of the skinwalkers are, are rumored to have lived. So it's going to be, it should be a pretty fun, decent, scary show. We're here for the whole thing. And that's it. And so we got, we love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom it says hi and watch out for deer. Bye guys. Mm -hmm.